0: Hi everyone and welcome to Play on K, the Korean drama podcast with Emily and Raquel. And this week we're doing episodes 5 through 8 of Her Private Life.
1: I do really like this drama, though.
0: Really? Mm -hmm. I hate this drama now. (laughs) I think these four episodes were garbage, and I probably would have given up on this show if we weren't watching it for the podcast.
1: I kind of knew that you were going to say that. I, I honestly, now I'm thinking back and remembering how the episodes were, I was thinking about how I love them for the very reason that you hate them. (laughs) Because <laughs> I am here for a slow burn. Like, I love me a good slow burn. I love some good, good sexual tension. I love some good, good romantic tension. I want there to be that build-up, and I think they were doing it right until the end of episode 8, and then I was furious.
0: Okay, so you're also furious. That's yeah. a good start. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like they were doing almost not a slow burn. I felt like they moved really, really quickly in some aspects, and then they just acted really weird around each other.
1: Yeah, that's fair. I didn't love the whole thing with her, I don't know, having the feelings and her going into that little, like, acknowledging the feelings. I liked the feelings a little bit more when they were unacknowledged, I think.
0: But then, for her, especially. Yeah,
1: yeah. But then, like, she acknowledges them, and it's like, cool, great. And then they had to... I just... I love a slow burn. I love... <laughs> I do. I really do. I don't love a slow burn that involves people being absolute shitheads. And that was... <laughs> That was about 75% of episode 8.
0: Episode 8 was the real garbage fire. That was the end-all be-all episode that I hated the most.
1: Yeah, do you know who I hate now?
0: Is it everyone? Because for me it's (laughs) everyone.
1: (laughs) Every person. Every person in this show. But especially the king driving my hatred, the grandmaster of Raquel's ire is (gasps) Ungi.
0: Yeah. I'm fucking done with him. He's number one. Done!
1: I'm done with him. I hope that his his business fails. I hope (laughs) that he ends up living with his friend's parents for the rest of his life.
0: That's what he deserves at this point. He's being a monster.
1: It's really despicable to... Here's the thing. If he has feelings for her and she doesn't have feelings for him, like, that's the pits I feel for him. It's a completely separate issue that he has feelings for her that he refuses to say anything about. Like, won't say anything about it, but still wants to control her and the people around her and how she dates and interacts with people. Bullshit calling it fuck that guy for (laughs) real
0: so manipulative yes yeah i'm not here for it Mm -mm. i rewatched that scene because it was stuck in my head they have like a family dinner together and she asks him do you think i'm pretty and he's like yeah yeah yeah, for sure Uh uh-huh beautiful and she's like do you think you would date me and he goes yeah any guy would be lucky to date you until they find out who you are on the inside and then oh no way I would have a freak out and I think uh, I got a little over dramatic in my memory of that scene because he actually says um, until I found out or until they found out you're a fangirl then they'd ask you to choose is it me or Tassian and then she kind of freaks out on him and I thought that was kind of fair though that was a really fair way to put it
1: to some extent I think that that she wouldn't have to give up, like, certain aspects of it. Like, if she wants to still go to his shows, that's great. And if she wants to take, like, really cool photographs of him, I honestly also think that's great. Like, he obviously doesn't seem to mind. Um, I think it's the level of obsession, which she, they're pretty careful to have her not actually cross any lines. It's one of those things where, like, I think we all do it, where, like, it's fun to really lean into it and I think she really leans into it but when push comes to shove she's like no I'm an adult woman yeah um which is I guess like where her maturity really came in when the whole scandal with her supposedly dating him was happening and she was just like I actually do understand the ramifications of this for him and his fans and me and I can take a step back and not just be like really flattered that everyone thinks I'm <laughs> him. like uh-huh. she she knows where she stands with it, but she, I think, I, like, it's that thing where it's weird to watch her friend really lean into it around her husband, and you just kind of want her to choose instead of leaning into the fangirlism, or rather, like, dial it back and just be a normal fan.
0: Yeah, which I think is what Eun-Gi was asking in that scene of, like, would you be able to. Have a normal boyfriend and choose him as like the your one true love over Chasia. And I think she kind of got pretty upset over that, which I don't know. I get it, but I felt like, he was not doing too bad. Other than that, he's been a crazy person. Mm-hmm.
1: No, I, I was more angry than maybe I should have been. I was leaning into <laughs> a fangirlism at that point. <laughs> I, I feel like I've been on, oh, it's so creepy to say this and feel like I'm flattering myself. I do feel like I've been on the receiving end of that where I've had people try that like had feelings that I did not reciprocate, try to control. Who I talked to and saw and had feelings for. Yeah. And it's just, it's not a good feeling. It's really disgusting. And so I can really empathize with that. And I was talking while my dog growled. So no editing that shit out. Um, (laughs) Sorry, I got very distracted. but yeah, I just it's a really bad feeling. It like you said it's really manipulative. It's so bad. And I think we're supposed to still em- empathize with him. Do you, how? I can't, I can't tell. I can't tell if he is an actual villain at this point because I I feel like he's a villain. And I think he's supposed to just be like an obstacle, not a villain. Yeah. Like a tough thing that they have to go through, but I hate him.
0: <laughs> I also hate him, and I don't know how they're going to fix this. Mm -mm. It feels like he's ripping apart their friendship before his confession could ever tear them apart.
1: Right, isn't that some sick logic that he refuses to confess because he's worried it will ruin their friendship? But he's also like ruining her potential to date anyone else, or...
0: him. Or trust him. I don't him, know.
1: Or trust other people because he's making sure that she feels like she can't be honest with who she about who she is.
0: With anyone. With anyone. It's twisted. Yeah. Yeah. Fortunately, she's got another best friend, but unfortunately, she's also losing her mind.
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: I'm so. I think I'm. I'm just angry at a lot of things. I was gonna say I'm more angry, but I'm not. I'm equal angry at Sunju in these couple episodes for her weird storyline with her employee.
1: Yeah, that's crossing some lines.
0: So many lines. And I know it's initiated by the employee, so you think it's like comedy and kind of cute. But it's not. Mm -mm. It's really weird. It's super rough. Okay, hear me out. I think they could have done something really cute with the husband, the PD, being like, okay, so you gave money to this kid for his guitar, and then she, like, starts fangirling really hard over him, and she, like, creates a fan page, and she's like, honey, you gotta help me with the fan page, and he's like, "Uh uh-oh, my fangirl wife has another fangirl obsession, and it's, like, cute, because that's who she is, but also, like... I want her to fangirl over someone who's, like, popular. And then he goes to a concert with her, and he's like, all right, I work in the entertainment industry, and I think this kid's got potential. So he, like, starts working towards, like, this kid's fame as well. And they're like a little team.
1: Like a little... Father and mother team that work together to uplift their really cute son.
0: The uh, really cute and talented son.
1: Yeah, that would be amazing. Instead, I th- I can see the drama they're building with like a weird- Where he's working on a documentary about people who are ruining their lives over being fangirls. And that sucks.
0: That- and he's secretly stealing pictures from her laptop for for the documentary.
1: That feels like some project he should have bowed out of, maybe.
0: Maybe? Mm, Maybe.
1: Uh, Or at least shouldn't have kept a secret, so that's pretty bad. And then... On the other end of it, we've got her who is literally forcing her employee to do like creepy cutesy things so that she can have little heart fluttering fan moments over him doing what, like what she tells him to. Does she really think it's super cute to like put a flower cr- uh, crown on a young man and make him? This is rough. <laughs>
0: This is rough. It's weird. Why do both of her best friends have to lose their minds at the same time?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: All um, we want is good friendships.
1: All we want is good friendships. And her her female friend is super awesome 90% of the time, but just, like, snapped. So, whoa.
0: So, whoa. But I feel like, yeah, I feel like they could have made her snap, like, a cute and funny thing if she'd been above board with it with her husband mm-hmm. and been, like... <laughs> I've got a new fangirl obsession and he's like oh yikes but also (laughs) I'll support you because I love you but instead the first four episodes she made the joke like a few times where they only got married because she was pregnant and then in the next four episodes they're like no let's really drive that home that they are not in love (laughs) you're like oh no why this is not fun (laughs) You have to stop. I don't want this. Ugh, yipes. I know that real life is not all love and rainbows, but why can't this one relationship be that?
1: Right.
0: Also, uh, with uh, relationships that haven't met my expectations, her dad talks. He do that. So. <laughs> He's not mute. We still don't have any characters with different abilities represented on TV don't worry guys he just doesn't (laughs) talk because he's scared of his wife so that's comedy
1: isn't that funny
0: Mm. Mm. i uh was really frustrated by that uh he does have some moments with ryan gold that are super cute but yeah
1: i do like how they approve of ryan gold so much i think that's really nice i like I really ship families that are close with their respective sons and daughters-in-law.
0: They gave us one thing.
1: Yep. So, yeah, that's really, really cool. And I like that uh, Ryan Gold is also kind of excited by... I like that he has things in common with her parents, and like he's excited by the attention. I think that's really sweet. I will say, moving into... Uh, Though I am perfectly happy to continue to air grievances, for there are many, and I'm remembering more as we talk. (laughs) But um, I do want to kind of step into how proud I am of Ryan Gold as a character. He is a very good uh, leading man.
0: He's a good, good man. I love Ryan Gold. I love Ryan Gold.
1: I think it's unbelievably sweet that he supports her behind the scenes in any way that he can. Very similarly to how we wish that the PD husband would. Oh yeah! Where he, like, was like, okay, well, she loves it, so I'm in, how can I help? But he does it secretly, which, I mean, can only go so far, for sure. But so far, I've really enjoyed that he, like, shows up to the events to make sure that she... Oh my
0: god! That was so cute! Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, And gives her opportunities to, like, I don't know, flex her little
0: fangirl-isms. <laughs> Take her to all the meetings with Cha Yeah. tell her to dress nice so that she looks good for her favorite star.
1: Shut down the other girl, the other fans, Cindy.
0: Yeah. Shut those down. Those are really cute scenes. Yeah. I do think there was one thing that I, I thought it would be really funny if... There was an episode where Cindy keeps trying to get fired and then at the last minute there's like an opportunity for her to work with Sion, so she like wants to keep her job again and asks Duck Me for help and Duck Me is like, I have to keep my fake relationship going so I gotta help Cindy in whatever way possible. And I felt like they were building up to make a couple of those scenes a couple comical moments where these two girls like have to work together for very different reasons for their own personal reasons yeah uh, and they did not mm-hmm. I was kind of bummed I thought we could have some character building with Cindy
1: there's still time, I feel. I can't tell if Cindy is going to be a consistently like consistently not a good person or if she's one of those people with room for growth uh, that they will she's develop- such a bad villain yeah
0: I just like she's just a lukewarm person where sometimes she's tries to be a villain and it's not really that hurtful and then she's like under her mom's uh, guys. Or, not guys. She's under her mom's, like, watch, and her mom hates what she does.
1: Yeah. Which, like, yeah. Kind of makes you sad. Yeah, it's like, I'm sorry that your very, very crazy mom is always putting you down, but also lifting you up, but only when she wants to...
0: So I guess I like Cindy. Yeah. That's where I'm at. I want her to be more likable, I guess is what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, I definitely feel that. I don't necessarily, like, want her to win over Me. I just wish that they could become friends and love each other. And... That's so, all I want. That's all I want is some... I want there to be a one healthy fucking friendship.
0: <laughs> Come on. Give me the friends. Oh. But anyways, um... Brian Gold is great. He's doing everything good.
1: Yep, he—I don't think he's done a single thing I've disapproved of in all of the episodes that I've seen so far.
0: Even his interactions with uh, Dain, what's her name, Dain, have been above board on his part. Mm -hmm. He's done well
1: He is, he's really straightforward He knows where people stand with him He knows where he stands with other people for the most part I was fucking devastated for him at the end of episode 8
0: I will never approve of the the trope I think it's a trope because it happens sometimes Where someone calls someone out and says Hey, I have something very important to tell you And then the other person speaks first I think that is stupid, that's unfair I don't like it. Raquel gets it. Raquel agrees.
1: Yeah, I'm fucking repping M's style right now because no absolutely not i also hate it it's like no you don't get to talk first just because you think that yours is more important than theirs first of all first of all second of all i hate the whole thing where one person is about to confess and the other person breaks it off it doesn't matter who called who out to like fucking do the talking i like i hate it i hate it And he had the flowers for her, and it just makes me feel so icky and sad, because it's such a vulnerable moment. And I Mm -hmm. hate those moments that seem like they're training characters to never be vulnerable again. Yeah!
0: That's how you end up like some Jew, who gave the single dumbest piece of advice I've ever heard, which is a confession is not an opportunity to be brave. It's putting a stamp on your already official relationship like that is stupid it is an opportunity to be brave and vulnerable and beautiful and i hate that you guys ruined it give me a confession
1: give me a confession tell people how you feel be brave be beautiful be amazing tell people how you feel so all of those things five more times
0: and I thought he would do it. I thought, like, I don't blame him for not doing it. That is a terrifying, heartbreaking moment for her to walk away. But I thought he would grab her hand and say, well, I have something else to say.
1: Yeah. And that seems like a Ryan Gold thing, honestly, for him to be like, okay, I hear you. What if you're right? We did stop fake dating and we started real dating. Hmm. I really thought that that would maybe that's what we'll get out of episode nine.
0: No freaking way! Yeah, no freaking way! This show
1: is cursed. I do. This show is cursed. I think it's such a good show. I do, but also. I'm glad you
0: like it.
1: <laughs> <you. laughs> it has borne within me a fury that cannot be quenched <laughs> until <laughs> until the two leads are together. Apparently, and it's been a while since I felt this strongly. Usually, I. Uh, I'm here for the uh, second lead that is always getting put down. I will say that Da-In is pretty cool.
0: I liked her a lot until that very scene mm-hmm. where she uh, manipulates took me a little bit. I thought they were going to be cool. Which I, you know, like halfway through the scene she goes, I like Ryan. I'm going to pursue him. Uh, she says that to her face. I think that's really cool.
1: Mm-hmm. It's super honest. And as far as, I mean, as far as Diane knows, like, it really is just fake. Like, there's no feelings there as far right. as she's aware.
0: She can probably tell from their conversation, or her conversation with Ryan, where he's like, I was jealous. I want to stop fake dating. Uh, and then she definitely twisted those words to hurt duck me.
1: For sure, for sure, for sure. Which was very uncool.
0: Very uncool.
1: Also manipulative. Manipulative in a different way, though, for sure. But still the pits. Is that how you want
0: to win a guy's heart?
1: Yeah, what a start to the relationship. Tricking the other woman into thinking that she never stood a chance. Brutal. Brutal.
0: You had my vote, Jedine. You were doing pretty good. You seemed alright. You sat on countertops instead of chairs.
1: Yeah. What a cool lady. I do like to sit on countertops instead of chairs as well, but I always feel like it's super rude.
0: Nope, you're an artist. (laughs) Welcome. To my empty house i loved how her house turned out i want to spend more time at chidine's house
1: yeah it's a beautiful house her furniture is really gorgeous uh all the furniture they built for her in a fucking day
0: in what day <laughs> whoa are you kidding me um i love it a stupid amount
1: yeah it's really nice I, it, the style drives well, it looks like an artist's home, can't wait to live there.
0: I can't wait to live there, but also, get out of my town, Shaydain. If you're gonna lie, then you gotta go.
1: You gotta go, only truth teller's here.
0: Only truth teller's here. I thought they would do something cute and funny and interesting with chedain and ungi uh that first conversation they had together outside of the restaurant where ungi says the relationship was fake i thought would be there they would give them a spark and have like a little back and forth contest of wits that led to future conversations
1: yeah, that would have been really good for them or like for them to have started working together to try and like end the relationship or something which I would have hated in like concept, but if it brought them together in a in a way, I would have really enjoyed that.
0: Like it's a cheap trick for me to want the two second leads to end up together. I know that's a little bit of a stretch, but come on.
1: Yeah, they don't usually give that to us, and I don't see those two as having, like, a bunch in common. Yeah. But I think it would have been a more interesting, It, I mean, it would have been, excuse me, pretty cliche. But uh, it, it could have been interesting.
0: Yeah, they could have done it. Come I mean, on.
1: You're the writers, you can do whatever you want. You're <laughs> the
0: writers, do whatever you want, just stop doing what you're doing. Stop doing fake kisses. I'm done with them. Yeah. I'm tired.
1: Over it. Could you, like, a real kiss. Okay, first of all, though, actually, uh, you can go ahead and take your all-in-the-imagination kisses and fucking shove them you know where. I don't like feeling tricked.
0: That was stupid. The first kiss, I get it. I was not happy with it, but I was like, oh, they got me good. Oh, they got me good. The second kiss, dumb as hell you kidding me.
1: Yeah, no. Fool me once, shame on me, and
0: you. you. Fool me twice, shame on me.
1: Yeah, but also, like, no, shame on you guys.
0: You can- <laughs> Shame on you again! <laughs> you-,
1: you can make us believe whatever you want, to- want us to believe. It's your show, you're writing it, you're putting these actors together, you're having them make out on the couch, and then you're like, yeah, psych.
0: There's a... There's an older trope, I think, where a cliffhanger is, like, the woman falling onto the man, like they kind of did at the end there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then, like, at the beginning of the next episode, either she jumps off of him and is like, so sorry, I fell. Uh, <laughs> or he goes... Uh, when are you gonna get off? You're a little bit heavy. And like either way the the magic is gone, the moment's over and you're like, Ah, oh, I thought they were gonna kiss, but they're not and I don't think that was the way to be like we're not doing tropes around here. Yeah. We're gonna have a make out and then trick you. It wasn't real. Yeah. Take that's, it all away. That's not the way to to break the rules of a K drama writing. Mm
1: Though I Just will stick say, to the It did break a lot of rules because I am used to K dramas being innocent. And I know we've had a couple on here where we're like, oh, K dramas are always so innocent. This is wild that they even implied that someone had sex. But like, this was really early on as well for them to start acknowledging, like, mm, these two do have actual sexual tension. Like, that's fair. Yeah. I was like, wow, look at these two adults.
0: <laughs> but wouldn't it have been just as fun? Like, I think my favorite part the only part i liked about that scene was when ryan gets to his car and goes well done ryan you were a gentleman
1: I do love that, though. That was really good. I also, he was visibly affected, and that's, it's nice, because I do feel like it's also an a K-drama trope, not just a general trope, to have the man be, like, very cool as a cucumber all the time. Mm-hmm. And even if, like, he does have the feelings, like, he's very cool and suave about it. Whereas, like, with that, he, like, goes out and he's like, Damn! Damn! <laughs> oh, shit. That was intense. I almost lost it, but we're cool. I respected her. Like, that's a really good.
0: But it would have, you know, it would have defined the whole scene if they hadn't had the weird imaginary out. I think you would have understood if he had that scene and maybe she had a scene similar where they both were, like, patting themselves on the back, like, Ooh, kept it in our pants tonight. Well done, guys. <laughs> Like, you would have gotten what was gonna happen, or what they were feeling, without being like, here's what, what's going on in their minds.
1: Right. Yeah, that would have been very good.
0: I'm just pissed. I'm just, that was the second worst scene.
1: Yeah, there were there were two terrible ways they could have done that. And they didn't do one, but they definitely did
0: the other. I just hate all of this Okay, there's one scene in this that made me cry And I loved it so much Do you know what scene it was?
1: I don't I don't remember anything
0: You'll know when I start describing it yeah. So they go to the writer's house mm-hmm, And
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Yep, I cried, yes I can't believe I, I forgot
0: <laughs> I almost cried when they went into the room At the very end of the episode But the time that I actually did cry was when she was describing the picture. And I kind of surprised myself, because it wasn't, I don't know, there was just something really beautiful about that monologue that she did. I, you know, like, looking at it on paper, you'd be like, this is an interesting, like, thing to say. But just everything about that scene made me start bawling.
1: Oh, yeah. I i actually, I teared up at that part, but I was the opposite, I teared up oh. at the because that was one of the most beautiful monologues. I remembered the monologue partway through when uh, they were talking about how the photographer was in love with the author and uh, he knew it, and like and they both knew that they cared about oh. each other. Oh fuck, that wrecked my whole night. I was so messed up. Like, I say wrecked. It was amazing. The best. Yeah, this show has done a remarkable job of at least um, kind of dipping their toes in the water, a very respectful LGBTQ representation.
0: Yeah, what is happening?
1: Yeah, it's really good. Like, uh, from early on, like we talked about this last episode, Ryan uh, being kind of like the champion of protecting what he believed was to a, a lesbian couple's privacy. And that was really nice. Him just being like, okay, I've got to do what I can to help like make things easier for them. They deserve their privacy. Like They have a hard time holding this relationship together. Like, I can do this. I can help them in these small ways. So good. So, so good. So good. And then, um, and then, like, that part where it was them telling this man who loved this other man who had passed away, like, no, he he knew you loved him. Like, you have nothing to be ashamed of. It, he knew you loved him. You don't have to be sad anymore that he didn't know. Whoa. We don't have to cry
0: right now. Whoa. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh. Okay, so
1: we're gonna <laughs> cut out the couple of seconds while me and em cry so we'll hop back in in a few seconds when we pulled ourselves together
0: this is such a good show why did i say i hated it <laughs> oh, oh M <damn. laughs> you shouldn't cry over a podcast about a tv show <laughs> It's such a good show. I'm so sorry I said I hated it. Keep writing what you're writing.
1: You're doing great.
0: You're doing great. Just make the leads get together, but also, it's fine if Ryan's gay. <laughs> I don't know if that's the direction you're going to go.
1: But if you wanted to, you've done a great job so far.
0: So, do whatever you want, writers. I'll trust you again. What <laughs> uh... a nice time. That episode was really good.
1: Yeah, that was maybe one of the best episodes of any given K drama I've seen.
0: Yeah, and it was it was hard because it was so standalone. Mm-hmm. Uh, like either I want them to do more stuff like that, or bring it back with the actual exhibit. I want it to have even more of an impact on even more people. I guess it's hard. Uh, we've talked about this with, like, legal dramas, especially when they have, like, single episodes about a single case. Yeah. And I don't want that to happen with this artist-writer relationship. I don't want it to be like, you have this beautiful episode, and then the problem was resolved, and, like, hang up his pictures in the gallery. And that's it.
1: And everything's fine.
0: And everything's fine, and now we can forget about it. Like, no, I want this to be a cornerstone of this drama.
1: Yeah, I really hope that they continue to tie that back in as well, especially, I don't know, a moment like that felt almost Goblin-esque, which is something I had never seen a show pull off before the way Goblin did, where they do these little moments that make you feel like so much, but they're also part of a bigger picture, and I really like. That this uh, this K drama has those, they definitely feel like they're on a smaller scale for yeah. the most part. That one felt pretty big scale. I it, I guess maybe it just felt big scale because it made me feel big feelings, but
0: <laughs> I don't know. I think they've set it up so that they can bring it back later. So we'll see. I hope they do. Me too. Best part of the show.
1: Best part of the show, and what a good best part to have!
0: It's a high high. Mm-hmm. I'm ready for the next four episodes I'm not I'm ready for the last four episodes stoked for those
1: yeah the last four episodes I think are gonna be really good I, I do have high hopes for these upcoming four episodes we'll see if I'm setting myself up for disappointment for sure we'll see obviously you'll hear about <laughs> it
0: you'll hear you'll about hear it. about it listen here
1: yeah but, uh, yeah, it's they're doing a really, really beautiful job in some That's aspects. That's fair. And a really and fair, I, y- infuriating job with others.
0: <laughs> <laughs> with, like, the main characters that we actually want to get together. Yeah. They got some work to do, and they might not do that work in these four episodes. But they've set up some side stories that could go places.
1: Yeah. Which I think is... Definitely a good thing for K dramas to have. All of the ones with the good um, side stories have been some of the best K dramas I've seen because, as much as I love the romance, when it's the only aspect of it, I tend to get frustrated.
0: <laughs> um, we haven't talked about Chassian and we don't really need to. I'm just excited to see where he's going because he has changed significantly in these four episodes.
1: Yeah, yeah, I do like that a lot, actually. He has an interesting story arc, mm-hmm. and I'm here for it, and mm-hmm. I'm sad for him, but I'm also excited for him. He's got a- he's living that idle life that I think is rough, that we all- Uh, know is rough, but we don't acknowledge it's rough. And I like that this show is kind of like, look, he's an idol and he wants to be an idol, and he loves his fans, but also it's a lot to be like the center of thousands of people's universe. Like That's a high pedestal to be placed on.
0: Yeah, I think that's interesting. It's like a background story, another uh, aspect of this show that you don't really think about or notice very much, but I hope that people are acknowledging how hard it can be to be an idol, and uh, I guess learning more, learning from him, because mm-hmm. I feel like they've written a really good character around him.
1: Yeah, and I'm excited to see what develops from him and how he'll tie back in as well. I get the feeling that he's like more than just a side story, and he might be like a a central piece to whatever's going on with the two act two leads. But we'll see. We'll see.
0: Yeah, I think they're doing a good job of like weaving him into both of their lives. Yeah. I really like it.
1: I love that they are uh, creating a relationship between him and Ryan Gold, like
0: just friendships. Yes, that's what we want. That's all we want. And if you can give a friendship to Ryan Gold, that'd be great. He's a good boy.
1: He's a good boy who deserves good friends, because his current only friend is trying to sleep with him, and that's not fun.
0: That's the pits the pits. So I'm I'm excited. There's not much to say about Chaxian. Uh, I'm interested to see where his like obviously I'm excited for his and Ryan's relationship, but I'm interested in his and Duck relationship.
1: Yeah, I hope that they become friends as well. I honestly hope that their friendship is something that allows her to step away from being a fangirl of him. It's almost that thing that, like, you can only be a fangirl of someone that you don't know as a person. Almost like, I don't know, like, their friendship will allow him to step down off of the pedestal, at least for her. Yeah. And then they can become fans of each other as friends.
0: Cute. Cute. We're ready. Yeah. Uh, all right, this week, let's watch the next four episodes. Okay. And then we'll bring it back. We'll bring it back with some positive vibes. Yeah,
1: I just have a really good feeling about these four, <laughs> I guess.
0: Yeah, we'll see.
1: I'm glad that for once we started the episode with our rage fest and ended it on a, on a higher note.
0: This was therapeutic. Mm-hmm. I feel like all my rage has been released and I'm so excited for the next four episodes.
1: We've laughed, we've cried... We <laughs>
0: why did we cry?
1: Why, why are we why do we do this to ourselves? <laughs> but yeah, okay, i'm gonna I'm gonna go at least start watching the next few episodes. I'm excited to see them. Uh, if you guys want to watch along with us and then email us what you think. And, um, if you wanted to, if you want to cry with us, uh, you can just get, shoot us, send us an email. Anything. <laughs> Anything. Uh, it's going to be playonkpodcast at gmail.com.
0: You can find all our past episodes and comment directly on each one, as well as sign up for our newsletter to find out when we start a new K-drama on playonk.com.
1: Y'all, M designed that new artwork that we have up on our episodes, uh, I guess this is a few weeks out of like the reveal, the big reveal. But uh, it's gorgeous, and it's <gasps> thank a, you. A thank you. You're a goddess, and I love, love you. Um, I'm a goblin. You're a goblin and a goddess. <laughs> um we also are on iTunes y'all we got some ratings
0: oh keep them coming though
1: keep them coming we love them we love you you're the bomb uh they were they were very kind ratings we didn't get any reviews if you leave a review we'll totally read your name off on the podcast I know what an honor
0: (laughs) giving out the big prizes
1: yes and we're uh play on k over on itunes
0: we're also on twitter we are at play on k easy to find us anywhere there you can shoot us some short comments tell us you're listening tell us what you think about her private life or our podcast or anything at all
1: yeah yeah And thanks, James Paul Hevel, (laughs) threw in your middle name there. Thanks, James Hevel, for uh, our beautiful theme song, which we love. It's so beautiful. We
0: love it so much. Thank you. And I think that's all from us. K, bye. Yeah. K, bye.